Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Joanne Owen. Wrongful dismissal, sexual harassment, the boys' club, the protection of each other. You know, we're in a Me Too movement. We're, We're stepping up and saying that Dismissing women because they have said no to advancements is not the way to go about it. And it is not acceptable anymore. And this story that we have here today is of Joanne, who was wrongfully dismissed, uh, dismissed from her job as a nurse at a correctional institution in Sandy, Little Sandy. And she doesn't know why she was dismissed at never at any point was she actually given a reason why she was just told to go but just a couple of weeks before that she had been um, advances had been made to her by the warden to which she had declined and the next thing she knows she's been shown the door no other reason for it they tried to dig up something that she gave an inmate some food um she's a nurse she had to give the inmate some food with his medicine and all sorts of petty stuff that they tried to throw at her but in all of these years that she has tried to get justice tried to get reason it's in the courts and been dragging out for so long no, she doesn't understand why it is still dragging on why this person blacklisted her what the hell is going on and why are they allowed to get and why are they allowed to do this why are they allowed to do this in today's world nobody's shared her story with her before and we're going to do that story here today because we think it's about time we had some questions answered a why was she wrongfully dismissed why was she blacklisted why has it taken so long in the courts uh, what are the excuses what are the reasons she wants to know why is it just because she declined advancement this has affected her life quite considerably and that of her sons and it's not right folks it's just simply not right so we want to try and get the story here today because what we're asking here today is clarification if we hear Joanne's story here, then maybe the other side can give us some clarification because it sounds terribly confusing to me, where it should be simply black and white. Welcome to the show, Joanne. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. Um, in 2012, you went to work for the Sandy Hook Correctional um, as a nurse, and you were with another company. So in other words, they were contracted to send nurses in there. The warden had to give you the okay, the approval to go in. Yes, and and uh, you had to go through all sorts of testing in order to go and do that. You worked there two and a half years with no incidents other than this one time that you gave a, um, an inmate some food with his drugs and yes, they tried to write you up on that, which they dismissed as being petty. Then you get, uh, you know, um, come and have a drink with me. And you said, no, thank you. And the next thing you know, you're being shown the door. That's in it in a nutshell. But you didn't have any conflict with anybody when you were working there, did you? You didn't have any insight to this of what was going to be happening. You just did your job. And I mean, one would think that you would have to be afraid of the inmates, not with the people you're working with. Right. Well, uh, the inmates actually treated me a lot better than the people I actually worked with. I mean, you know, they were, they were exceptional. A lot of them were. And that's, you know, that you know, we get, you know, all inmates are painted with one blanket, right? One brush. They're all bad, you know, and they're, they're all, you know, either drug addicts or murderers or this or that. And, you know, um, and the way the prison system works here in North America, or especially in America, it's not about rehabilitation most of the time, you know. Um, and so that's a system that needs to be really overhauled. But 
you're not fearful of your inmates and you would think that, you know, the, the warden and everybody else where uh, you work with has got your back, but that wasn't the case, was it? No, ma'am, absolutely not. I went to work uh, at Little Sandy. It's located in uh, Sandy Hook, Elliott County. I started there November the 5th, 2012, and I was, uh, terminated on April 16, 2014. What happened was I went into work one evening. My supervisor met me on the yard and she said, we're going uh, to the warden's office. And I said, why? She said, I don't know. We'll find out when I get there. Little did I know I was going to have my security clearance pulled. You know, um, in the story that you gave me before, which is all written out in detail here on the blogs, if you wish to see more detail and videos and everything else, it's all there to go more in depth. But um, you were hired, you know, by an outside contract. And I know during the time that you were there, there was a, a change of contract, which you had to go through everything again, you know, to justify being there. And the warden had to give the okay. And it was the warden that fired you without any justification, just because he can, he did. And I'm jumping forward a bit now because you have a lawsuit out there. And what seems to have been held up in the courts is they're trying to say that you weren't employed by the, by the prison system. If you weren't employed, how could the warden give you the okay? And how did he have the authority to fire you if he wasn't the employee? So that's very, very confusing. Um, and that's something we're going to be talking about down the road. It seems to be that this man had, it was abusing his power and he never gave you a reason as to why you were terminated. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, the only reason that I had, he said, I no longer want you here. Uh, give me your badges and get the hell out of my face. And that was it. No justification. Nothing. It. No, no, uh, no paperwork. No anything. I had absolutely, <clears throat> excuse me. I had absolutely no idea the evening of April 16th that I was going to be terminated. And also, whenever he terminated me, little did I know that he was blacklisting me from all 13 state facilities and I would never be allowed you know to work in any of those ever again. I was I was never uh, given an opportunity to tell my side of what happened until right now you're the first one that's that's hearing what really happened and all of the sweeping under the rug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is the scare tactic, you know, by blacklisting you, you know, it's, you're not going to be speaking to someone else at another prison mm -hmm. about him. It, it's them just, you know, um, a male ego's rejection, you know, and yes. but the fearful thing is the extent of that rejection of what he can do. He decided that was it for you and your life working in that system and so you're being accused of something that you don't even know what you're being accused of you're being blacklisted you know you're being told you've done something wrong but you have no idea what and there is no justification and I know at first you were kind of bit of in a shock um, you try to get um, what we call unemployment insurance um, and you even denied that initially and you had to get a lawyer to get that yes ma'am um... I signed up and was shocked, you know, to find out that they had said no. Why? Why did they say no? I was never able to find out. All of these things that happened after I was terminated, I have never had real answers. Uh, all I know is I had to hire a lawyer, you know, to win my unemployment. I did, and everything has just been hush-hush. Yeah, you know, 
I know this is the practice of old and I know it's still in practice, but more and more we're seeing today that this is just not acceptable. You know, the Me Too movement has moved that forward, uh, the Weinsteins and, and a few others that we're seeing with the sexual harassment. Uh, it's just simply not acceptable. And people ganging up together, you know, to protect one each other's back um, is just not acceptable. But what really baffles me all the way along the line is that never have you been given a reason why. Uh, so you had to deduce it was the rejection. But at the same time, how did he have that reaching into unemployment? How, how, you know, why is it being held up at the courts? You know, how far reaching is all of this? What's, how much is under the rug here? And all you're looking for is justification obviously a settlement because it's disrupted your life completely but the right to work where you know where you've been trained to work without this cloud above you yes well i would like to tell uh, what actually happened um on the morning of or the evening of april 16th i went to work and my supervisor you know, she met me on the yard and she took me to the warden's office and he had no explanation why he was uh, firing me. So what happened in February of 2013, I always worked second shift. I went into work and the warden and some of the officers were out in the hallway uh, talking, laughing, and all of that. So I go through the hallway, through the metal detector, and the warden is sort of over to the side. And he spoke to me, and he said, how are things uh, down in medical? And I said, well, as far as I know, everything is okay. He said, well, he said, if you ever need anything, let me know. He said, maybe we can have a drink sometime. And that literally scared me half to death. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe I had heard what I had heard. So I gather everything up, go through the yard, and uh, down to medical, shaking. <laughs> I mean, I was just scared plumb to death why were you so scared he'd made an advancement you had said no but what scared you in particular repercussion yes 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 i just you know was shocked that someone would say something like that yeah because this is not a dating game here you know um this is um it, it was inappropriate for yes, him to do that and the trouble is, is when somebody in power like that pulls that, I've been through that myself in, in jobs of past because, you know, I'm a 70s chick and it was very, very relevant to oh, the yeah. 70s. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, I've lost jobs due to rejection um, of advances. Uh, so I know, you know, the, the boys club and I know that it's still very, very tight. But it shouldn't be that, you know, it should be that if somebody asks you for a drink and you say no and it's left at that, you know, that's very nice. They asked me for a drink, you know, and you've just said no and they've accepted that. Now that's a colleague. That's fine. But for you to feel scared, there had to be something else in there that you were fearing. Was it his power? The fact that he oh, was yeah. the warden and that he controlled everything and you were worried about your rejection and what the retaliation would be? Absolutely. After uh, I had went to work there, one of the officers, she told me, she said, watch out for the warden. Mm -hmm. So I sort of was warned, but I just sort of shook it off. Right. When you didn't invite it. Right. right. So, um, and then in February, uh, the first week, that's when uh, this happened to me. And then April 16th, I was in his office and he was terminating me. 
Now the um, the case with the the kid or the the inmate that had tried to commit suicide and was in isolation and apparently when they're in isolation they can't get food. I'm not quite sure about that. Um, but you had to give medicine. That was your job there, was to to yes. give medicine out. And you were a nurse, and you knew from the doctor's note that this um, he had to have food with it, otherwise it would induce vomiting. And uh, you got written up for that, and you had to fight. This is the doctor's note. You have to adhere to the doctor's note. He's your boss, right? right? He's right. your direct supervisor. Right. And uh, you, know, you can't go against what the doctor said. And if the doctor says that this medicine has to be served with food, that is what you are complied to. And I believe that when you were sent to whatever office to, to uh, when they questioned that, when they wrote you up, dismissed it as something petty. Yes. Um, I was written up for, you know, given this inmate uh, food. He was in uh, segregation and supper time over there was no later than five o'clock. Inmates in segregation can't order extra food. They have to eat what, you know, what they have. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, served this uh, meal tray. They either eat what's on it or, you know, that's it. Yeah. So, um, a pill pass over in segregation was usually around 10 o'clock. So, there's uh, hours, you know, between 5 o'clock and 10 o'clock. So, yes, the inmate had an order for a sack lunch from the company psychiatrist, which I have a written uh, copy mm -hmm. of the order. And uh, the officers in segregation were supposed to have already had these sack lunches there. Sometimes they would, sometimes they would not. Sometimes I would have food uh, or sometimes I would have to go to the kitchen, you know, to make sure that he had uh, food. Lex Lexapro and Seroquel makes anyone terribly sick and very nauseous. That's why they have to have uh, the food. So I was over uh, doing rounds and I gave him uh, the food that the doctor had ordered and I was written up for it. But uh, after a two hour interrogation, it was also just, you know, this is just petty, ridiculous, yes. right? One evening um, on my way into work, after this happened, um, one of the officers met me and said, the warden wants to see you in his office. And I thought, why? So I go in there and here he has this occurrence uh, report that the officer had written me up for and he said it says here that you gave an inmate food he said did you i said yes warden nico i sure did well why did you do that i said he has an order for the food from uh, the psychiatrist and then he talked and uh, in the end he said i don't know why this officer is wasting my time on petty issues. Mm -hmm. While I was there, I was also interrogated by internal affairs. Wow. I was in these offices a total of two hours. Internal affairs asked me, you know, did you do this? And why did you do this? They already knew. Yeah. They already knew, you know, this inmate had an order for the food. So after uh, two hours, Warden says, I am tired of them wasting my time on such petty issues. You go on to work. And this was in November of 2013. So I worked up until that time, until April 16th, without anything else right. ever being said about it. I was never taken back 
to the warden's office. I, I was never written up after that or uh, reprimanded for anything at all. There have been other sexual harassment cases there uh, with other officers um, of women there and they won their case. Yes, um, yes, and so, you know, supposedly a warden is meant to know everything that goes on. So if sexual harassment was going on and four women and four women have won their case and it became very public, which we do have here on the posting, which you can see more about. Um, and he prides himself on knowing everything that's going on. He obviously knew it was going on. And, you know, maybe he was a part of it and got away with it. Who knows? Uh, but clearly with him, you know, you've been warned about him. Stay away from him. You've rejected him and that made you scared because what's the retaliation going to be? You were warned about it. And then all these other sexual things come out. And although um, it may have been a slightly different case, you know, with these other officers, um, yours was um, more intimidation, you know, retaliation, intimidation. Uh, it still is the case of that you did not feel safe in your work environment and no. not because of, no. of the inmates but be, because you were worried about retaliation and uh, and and everything else that's going on and of course you told a friend about it that you worked with yes i did yes, and I then did. you know conveniently suddenly she's dismissed too without any reason uh he used the same uh tactics uh to uh, terminate her September the 23rd, uh, 2014, as he did with me on April 16th, 2014. She worked a third shift and on her way out one morning, he escorts her into his office and he uh, pulls her security clearance, just like he did mine, again, he offered no reason, no paperwork, no anything. And she was automatically blacklisted the same way I was. And the reason he terminated her was he knew that I had uh, confided in her what had happened. So I say, exactly. you know, that, that is a stifling, right? You know, that is, you know... Um kind of in the mafia way they'll just take you out you know he took you out in the way that he knew how you know um you know if if he had not blacklisted you you know you would have just gone you know uh, into another job and it just be thank god i'm out of there but this blacklisting you um and the far reaching of even blocking you getting insurance it, it just kind of makes it look you know how how much deeper is this than just the warden Oh, well, yes. How much well, power does this one warden have? Well, um, uh, the, uh, you know, the consequences of it have just, you know, went on for years. I mean, it has hurt me. I've interviewed for several uh, good uh, jobs after all of this happened. Well, someone asked you, where did you work at before this? And you tell them and they ask you, why did you leave? You say, well, I didn't actually leave. Oh, you want to be truthful. Oh, yes, because they, they will get That's the paperwork. Right? Yeah. Right. And when you say you were terminated, it just sets up red flags. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? And through all of this, I had made, uh, they had made me, you know, to look like the guilty party. Right. When they were the guilty party, I was innocent because I had no idea what was going on. I was just there, you know, trying to do my job and uh, follow uh, the rules and the orders. But they didn't want that. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it, again, it's, you know, we see this all the time, you know, that power and you know i mean for someone to be in jail supposedly they've had a court case 
and they've been sent to jail because they've been found guilty. Now we know that many of them slip through the cracks and you know they're innocent or you know didn't get a just a thing. But you know you have been tried and and made guilty for something that you don't even know what crime you've committed. That's exactly right. You know one place as you said it's it's affected your entire life because you can't get a job anywhere else because people immediately look at you as that you're you know a, a criminal in some way. And and this is just so unjust. And it, you know, what you're fighting for, it's not only obviously the settlement because it's affected your whole life, you're the expense of a lawyer, um, you know, just trying to earn a living. You you train to be a nurse. Uh, you know, now it's so hard for you to even follow up on that career. Um, the stress of it, you know, I imagine going through all of that. And it's the frustration. If you did something wrong, you had to own it. But knowing you didn't do anything wrong and that that wrongful dismissal and no one's listening, it has to have had its toll on you. Oh, yes. Um, a few uh, months um, before he uh, terminated me, I had to go to the doctor and they put me on uh, Cymbalta. You know, the stress and the aggravation of worrying if another officer was going to write me up for, you know, doing what I was uh, supposed to do. I couldn't sleep <laughs> because every time I would go to work, I would just get hopped up, you know, wondering what's going to happen while I'm here, you know, doing this shit. And every time uh, the company or uh, the facility needed someone uh, to cover a shift, they would call me. So in 2013, I made over $40,000, you know, because I worked. If someone had to have a day off or a shift off, I, I covered for them. So if and you were I, such a bad employee, they would be cutting yeah. your hours, not giving you more hours. Absolutely. And um, like I uh, said, uh, the company, they wouldn't, they wouldn't offer to help me. They wouldn't uh, take a phone call. They, they did absolutely nothing to defend me. And uh, when I was hired, I had, had to go to the warden's office. Um, the main uh, supervisor at the time, uh, Heather Nickel, uh, Deputy Warden Mary Godfrey, and the Warden uh, Joseph Miko were all there. They all three interviewed me. While I was there, I was drug tested. Mm -hmm. uh, they did uh, the background uh, check and all of that. And it was understood that the Warden had to get the okay for me to be hired. The, the warden hired me, and the warden is the one that fired me. Right. And they use this uh, system. That's how they get uh, rid of people. You, you know, the company, uh, they're the ones that uh, the payroll uh, came from. But the warden was the supervisor. Right. He, he supervised everything that went on there, and he supervised everyone that worked there. When I was terminated, my um, a supervisor over uh, the medical uh, department, she told me, she said, this is the warden's house. He doesn't need an explanation for terminating you. He can do what he wants when he wants to. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. It's Far too much power in one person's oh, yes. hands. Yes. And you know, it just opens up completely for corruption um, and no accountability, you know, uh, because too much power. And then obviously being backed up by everyone else and nobody standing up to him. But the fact that you, you know, the other company um, didn't even, you know, return your phone calls or didn't back you up, you know, where you were part of a union? They had no union mm. yeah and uh, i was uh, considered a contractor 
a third party uh, contractor, I think is what they said. So, so you couldn't get the job without the warden's okay. Right. You know, the if anybody should have fired you, it should have been the people that were contracting you. Right. Yeah. They should have had the power to terminate you. It, and, and it should have been then justified by the warden why you should be terminated. If mm -hmm. you weren't employed by him at the prison, he had no right to terminate you. Yes, that he did. So, and they uh, did nothing. And they did absolutely, absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, no one has ever, uh, you know, tried to help me. No one has ever uh, defended me. And, you know, this right here is, is the first opportunity, Sarah, I have ever had to tell the truth. Um, when he asked me out, uh, Elliott County was a dry county at the time. I was married and he was married. Mm. So, you know, um, I heard things that I had no idea exactly you know what was happening you know with these other uh, four officers um I, I was uh, terminated in april and then i think they they had their lawsuit you know filed in august september mm -hmm. somewhere along in there and that's how i knew that they were going through something like what I had been. They were uh, sexually harassed by their uh, supervisor, where mine came uh, from the warden. And the um, supervisor is easier to go after, you know, than a warden, oh, yeah. you know, because oh, the warden, yeah. the hierarchy. Um, obviously, the, you know, this happened to your friend. Has she gone along the route the same as you of, of trying to get justification and hire a lawyer? Uh, she, she has hired a lawyer and she has a lawsuit but she's in the same you know situation I am her her lawsuit is just laying there you know we don't know why uh, so you've been in the court system for a while you've already been to court oh yes uh, my lawsuit is six years old almost six years for six years yes. this has been going on oh yes 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 and i mean you know as, as i'm not quite sure i understand this because wrongful dismissal even if that's all you went after him for was wrongful dismissal and wrongful blacklisting they have to justify what you did wrong to a dismiss you and blacklist you that onus is in the warden's hands to legally provide the reason why has he done that no ma'am no um so when... so surely from the judge's point of view they've done nothing it's like you know an accuser if the accusee doesn't turn up you know if if nothing has been there to validate that termination or blacklisting then surely you know the case should be that you know you were wrongfully dismissed you were wrongfully, it, uh, it's, it seems to me black and white. I don't understand what the holdup is. Well, I do know that uh, my lawyer has, has said that my case is the first of its uh, kind. And mm. I feel like, you know, maybe that's uh, some of the reason why, you know, it's uh, taken uh, so long. Laws have to be researched and but six years, you know, oh, six yes. years is, is, is a bit long, and especially is the fact that your friend has got a case right behind you. So this yes. is you, the lone wolf. This is two of you um, mm -hmm. for, over the same person. Uh, again, the onus is them to prove you guilty, right? And, and obviously, they've, they've brought nothing forth to prove you guilty. So I just, you know, for, that's why I don't understand why it's taking so long. What the holdout of is, whether it's the first of your kind of case or not, this guy is carrying on doing what he's doing, still intimidating other people. No, no. He uh, retired um, shortly after, yeah, mm -hmm. he uh, retired shortly after um, all of these uh, issues uh, surfaced and I heard that he moved 
uh, to Georgia. Right. So, <laughs> so again, another brushing way. under yeah. the rug, right? So yeah. you can't oh, even yes. face your accuser. Mm-hmm. Right? So they just they just want oh you know we've got rid of the bad apple we don't want to know. So you would think that if that's the case, why won't they settle with you? Why won't they just settle with you if they don't want the bad apple to be brought back up again? They've got rid of him. Quote retire. Um, he's moved because clearly something was about to come down on him. And now you're looking at six years of this dragging on. You would have thought that they would want to just give you a settlement, you know, lift up this whole ban and everybody get on with life. Are they just hoping you will give up? I don't know if they're hoping I will uh, give up or I will die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a practice that they do hoping that you will give it just, yeah. Yeah. I really uh, have no uh, idea. I mean, I would like to know. Yes. And, um, you know, still, I would like, you know, to have had, you know, paperwork when I was terminated. I would like to have had something showing me or telling me why justification yeah where's the justification that's what you're asking for you know if if you knew you had done something and it's like okay i've been caught you know um Mm -hmm. all right and i've got to pay the price but all you know is that is the rejection that he's done this you know um you were hired for all the overtime they clearly found you competent oh yes you know and and other than the stupid sandwich thing you nobody's criticized your work. Oh no, no, no. Um, I would even uh, go into work if it snowed. Yeah. Or, I mean, I was always there. I was never reliable. I never called off. The only uh, days that I ever had off was my scheduled uh, days off, and some of those they would call me in. But I never had any write-ups other than what he said. Um, you know, the inmate, you know, mm, giving yeah. him a food. I never was And that was dismissed anyway. Yeah. So there's I, absolutely never... nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And they know this. So I think oh. it's, you know, it's somewhere along the line. Who knows if it's their lawyer on their side. You know, just we we see it all the time, backhanding, you know, uh, keep this suppressed, keep this at the bottom of the list. Um, You know, if if I were a judge in this, and I I believe it's a female judge, and you saw this going on in this Me Too movement today and this unjustification of harassment towards women, I would want this case to come right up and, and, you know, be spotlighted and say, this is just not acceptable. Not only have you win your case, but let it be a warning to everyone else out there. These kind of practices are no longer acceptable. But for as long as it's kept under the rug and pushed to the back burner and, you know, let's hope she goes away, you know, what it's doing is not only an injustice to you personally, it's injustice to all women because they now they feel they don't have a voice that nobody will hear them. They haven't got anyone to go to because the power of the man can completely ruin your life without any justification from you what's uh, for you at all yes and i've had uh, several people uh, ask me why didn't you say anything why didn't you file uh, a report you know why didn't you reach out to someone answers are very uh, simple i i knew that or i you know thought that if I did that, I would be uh, retaliated against, but I lost my job anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean. I thought, I, you know, thought, um, you know, nobody's going to believe me over him. Right. And he clearly had a lot of clout. Yes. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Well, you were made to feel guilty for something you you had no idea what you're guilty for. That's right. And also, my youngest uh, son 
uh, he was in, in high school that year. So I had, you know, pictures, I had prom, you know, class rings, all of that. So that's why I never said anything. Uh, my coworker, I told her, and like I said, I have absolutely no idea how the warden found out that I had uh, confided in her, but he did, and then he just uh, terminated her in the very same way that he did me. So it's all just It's all just unacceptable. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to draw this to, to a case of women who have been sexually harassed or raped. You know, um, why do we not see so many um, people who have been raped come up to the forefront? Well, they've got to go through all the physical to prove they were raped. They've got to go for all the interrogation. And when they get to court, they're treated as if they're guilty. They must have done something to invite it. And, you know, women have had this rap for a very, very long time. And right. you, know, you understand why women do not come forward. If a warden has so much power without justification, without anybody questioning why, then your fear that you felt in your gut was very, you know, very justified. And it begs the question is why does one person have so much power? Who's behind this person allowing them to have so much power? Yeah. But, you know, I just, I have uh, no answers. I, I have no more answers, you know, today than I did uh, six years ago when all of uh, this happens. My nursing license had, has absolutely no black marks at all on it. Mm. You know, I always uh, went to work, like I, I said, I never uh, missed work. I never left early. I never uh, called off. I was always there. I was the one they always uh, called when they needed someone. Right. You know, to Which, cover someone it, else's. Case shit. in point, the fact that they kept calling you for extra hours. You, you were competent. They wouldn't have done that if you weren't competent. Um, That's exactly right. Are you still nursing today? No, ma'am. I retired my uh, nursing license uh, two years ago. It was just so hard, you, you know, going through all of the uh, interview process. Yeah, and trying then, to justify, yeah. Yes, and then having, uh, you know, people ask me, well, what happened? Mm -hmm. You know, that I was uh, terminated and all of that. It was, you know, it just wasn't uh, worth the hassle. Right. So, you know, here you are, you've been persecuted now for so many years. Yes, ma'am. And, and it's, you haven't had your day in court. No. I you haven't. haven't had your justification. At no point have you even had the reason why for your termination or blacklisting. Nobody has brought no. that forth, right? No, no. The only uh, reason I have is the warden no longer wanted me there. And uh, also the uh, the write-up where I had I'd given the inmate food where he had had an, an order for it. Right. That's it. And that and that was already written off anyway. So oh, yes. for them to relive oh, that, yeah. Oh, yes. um, yeah um, I still he don't understand. Have, he had to have a reason. Right. And, and, and he'd already dismissed that. And obviously there was the supervisor and other people there when that was dismissed. So to bring that back up again is in, you know, non-valid. Um, but again, it's anybody at any time in any business, if a boss can fire someone just because they don't like them or they feel rejected or they can't get the one over uh, and they dismiss somebody for no reason, that boss has to be held accountable whether it's in the prison system or was. anywhere. He never was. Um, uh, the Kentucky uh, Personnel Board, uh, they did an investigation, and it came out in May of, of last year, and it, it has a lot of information in it that someone could uh, read. I mean, it's, it's pages and pages long. And it uh, says that, you know, things were swept. Yeah. 
under the rug there, you know, uh, for a cover up and the higher ups uh, just did not want to deal with them. So, you know, now you've had, you've been to court and still nothing come out of it. You've got another court date coming up in June, as long as the virus doesn't uh, delay that. Oh, yes. uh-huh. And, uh, you know, this should be the conclusion. Um, you know, why, why have the courts given you any reason why this has been dragged out for so long? No, um, all of the evidence and all, all of the documents that I've had were uh, submitted several years ago. All of the documents and evidence that uh, the prison and the DOC were uh, using, all of that was uh, submitted years ago too. So what the holdup is, I have absolutely no idea. But the other women who had sex, uh, the sexual misconduct against them, they've already won their case. Yes, uh, they won their lawsuit almost uh, two uh, years ago, but they were state employees. I mm. was not. I was uh, contracted. So, so, you know, this, so this kind of, again, goes back to the thing, if you were contracted, he had no right to fire you because you were contracted by someone else. And where were they in defending their employees? So, you know, the case is not just against him, it's against them as well, because at no point did they come to your defense at all. Oh, no. Um, uh, my coworker, she tried to contact him after he uh, uh, terminated her. She tried to uh, uh, contact uh, the company, uh, the DOC, and no one ever, no one would ever, uh, respond to her. They never acknowledged her either. So, yeah. So the case is that, is it being brought just against the warden or is it being brought against the company that employed you? Well, originally it was uh, on uh, the prison and uh, the warden and the DOC and the company that, uh, that I work for that uh, signed uh, the paycheck, but about a year into it, into the lawsuit, uh, the judge ruled that uh, correct uh, care solutions were not my employer. So, so the correct so that means that the prison was not your employer. No, uh, the company that uh, supposedly wrote my paychecks weren't your employer that's what she but, found. okay well, well that all right so they've abstained from being your employer then obviously you were employed by the prison even if they wrote your checks because he hired you he fired you so yes, what it is this is a loophole right, right. so right. again it's it's a rather i have to say the word pathetic loophole you know because it, it's just it, they're just trying to shift the blame Oh, yeah. And due just to paperwork, the, the point is this, and the point is very black and white. You were wrongfully dismissed with no justification. You were blacklisted. You were not supported by the company that paid your checks. And did the warden even have the right to fire you if they paid your checks? The whole point, somebody's got to be held accountable for this, whoever it is. And everybody what? just passing the buck right? And hoping it yes. down the drain. Right, right. And, you know, somewhere along the line, I'm hoping the judge is going to look at this and realize this is just somebody trying to find a loophole in, uh, to abstain from any responsibility. And if I were a judge, you know, can be a little bit fighty here, I would hold <laughs> both of them. I would hold both of them accountable. The company that did not stand beside you, Right. right. And also the warden for the wrongful dismissal. And I would go after both of them and hold them accountable. Because when you go to work for a company, just like you needed to be protected in, this, in, in the prison system and doing your work, your company that, quote, hired you and paid you checks should be protecting their employees right. from any outside other things. So the ball's been dropped all along the road. Well, uh, the nurses, they receive 
the same training that other correctional officers receive. The only part of it that they don't get is, uh, is uh, the training in the guns and all of that uh, sort of thing. Uh, the weapons, you know, part of it. Yeah. But everybody else, we all receive the same training. And it happens when you're uh, uh, newly hired, it happens at, at, you know, Sandy Hook. I think we went through two weeks, a week or two weeks. And then every year after that, it's all on uh, line. But training is provided by the prison. Uh, I had the email that they gave me was uh, given to me by the state. So in, in all uh, things, I was uh, literally working for the state. Right. Yeah, I had. Uh, and I think it's a badge. I, think, I, you know, I had a badge that uh, the DOC uh, gave me, as well as one from the company. I had two ID badges. So you were kind of employed by two people. Yes. And both of those people have let you down. Yes. You know, absolutely. the bottom line is this: it's very simple. It's very black and white. You have been let down. You were wrongfully dismissed. You were not supported by the company that paid your checks. They're trying to just brush you off and take no onus whatsoever. The warden, now retired, living elsewhere, they're just kind of, oh, he's out of sight now. You know, we, we don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the point is, sorry, your life has still been affected. You're, oh, still, yeah. you're still fighting this after all of these years. You, you know, you've got this mark against your name that you're trying to clear. Right. It's affected everything on you and, and your friend, too, who's also going with a case coming up behind you. This is wrong. It, you know, it doesn't take any genius whatsoever to look at and going, this is wrong. And I do pray that your lawyer and the judicial system looks at this as they're trying to pass the scapegoat off to each other and, and hope that, that there's that little loophole that you just fall through the middle. And mm-hmm. I hope that they see that. I hope that they understand that that is wrong and that if they're trying to pass the buck on to each other, hold them both accountable because what they've done to you is, is irresponsible. It's incomprehensible. They've done it to your friend as well for just listening to you. And you guys are the only ones that have come to the forefront. How about how long are other people out there that didn't speak up? Oh, there's uh, several, um, yeah, we're absolutely uh, sure of that. Uh, we worked with an RN. She was the first one that was uh, uh, terminated. So this was a pattern? Yes. Uh, right. She was uh, terminated in the same way by the warden. Just, right. you know, uh, goes into work one evening, bam. She's in the warden in the warden's office. He's, you know, pulling her uh, security uh, clearance, no reason, Mm -hmm. except he doesn't want her there any longer, and get out of my face, leave your badge, and go. So this abuse towards women was a a pattern, and I assume that your lawyer has brought that up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I do know uh, that there were two nurses after us uh, that were uh, done the same way. And they just so, haven't gone down this road, you know. Right, to... right. Um, we're just the only ones that have said, you know, it's, it's wrong. Right. It's not right. What happened? And hey, we're going to stand up and we're going to fight this thing all the way. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You, you know, know they're bullies. Just, they're bullies. Yeah. Yes. And you're just yes. not going to be bullied into silence anymore. No. Right. I did absolutely nothing wrong and right. I'm going to fight. Yeah. And you know, I, you're not just I, fighting I, you know, for your right. You know, you're, you're fighting to shed light on this, that this is not only a pattern with him, but where else is it a pattern? If they dismiss your case, 
and for some obscure reason, which I cannot understand what reason would be a reason to dismiss it, they're basically telling women everywhere, you have no rights that a boss can at any time do anything to you without any justification and you have no rights. And in this day and age, that is just not acceptable. Right, right. So um, I'm just hanging in there, I'm, you know, dealing uh, with it one day at a time. I will not be silent. Right. And I will continue my fight. And I know it's worn you down. You know, oh, you can't yes. get on with your life. You know, you've had this judgment passed on you without any justification. It's affected you financially. Oh, you know? yes. Yes. You know, it's, yes, it it's uh, you know, but, you know, despite that, you know, you're a fighter and you're not just fighting for you. You're just fighting for anyone who thinks they can get away with this because this happened in that traditional system, uh, you know, with the prison warden, obviously a pattern, um, with the company, who wants to go and work for that company, that nursing company, if they're not even there to defend the contractors, right. right? And, it, you know, it needs to be brought to the forefront because with without that, who's got your back? Why would anybody want to go and work anywhere over there? And, and now, you know, when we're looking at what's going on in the world right now, we need nurses. And if nurses feel that they're, you know, the, and certainly working in the, in the penial system right now with the COVID virus running rampant, you're putting your life at risk, even on another level. And if okay. they feel that at any time they can be dismissed for whatever reason, then there's no protection whatsoever. It's simply wrong. It's simply yes, it morally wrong. I just hope that this will help other uh, women, maybe that are suffering through this same thing now or that have. Uh, you have rights and, you know, fight for them. Yeah. And, you know, again, don't let the loopholes, you know, because, you know, it's a lawyer's job to find a loophole to get their client out of trouble, mm -hmm. whether they believe that their client is right or wrong. Um, this is very black and white to me. If there is no proof whatsoever that you did something wrong and therefore you were dismissed and blacklisted, then the, the accountability is on them. You were wrongfully dismissed. You were wrongfully blacklisted. And so therefore the case should be put in your favor. That is the simplicity of it. And if it's just a problem of, oh, who do we blame? Then split the blame. <laughs> split yes. the blame. Hold them both accountable. Because your company didn't stand up for you. They brushed you under the rug as well. The warden and the opinion system didn't stand up for you. They were hoping you'd just go away like others had, right? And so right. hold yes. them all accountable. Hold them all accountable because- They need to be, yes. They need to be because you know, for anybody else out there that's uh, you know, a, a nurse or anything, you want to know you're protected, especially in the, in the, in, in the penal system because you, you never, you know, as I said, you've got the, the, the prisoners the inmates, and if they come out and attack you, you know, that's one thing. But if you're constantly having to look at, well, I need to safeguard myself and defend myself in case somebody wrongfully accuses me of something. If you're walking around constantly worried about being wrongfully accused for doing your job, how can you do your job at ease? Oh, you can't. Uh, no, no. It's just, it just seemed, seemed like it was something every day. Yeah, you know, just something new to have to deal with. Yeah, and uh, you know these inmates, uh, they have they have no one, they have no uh, voice. So, as a nurse, we have to be there for them. We have yeah. to be their voice. Mm -hmm. And when you know something's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, the way I, I just feel about it. You know, yeah. right is right, wrong is wrong. Right, exactly. Well, um, you have a female judge that you're up against. That yes, says I got your case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I pray that she is going to really look at this from, from all sides and, um, 
and see that it's wrong. You know, um, I think we're, we're in an era right now, you know, where people, you know, you were scared to say anything because you didn't want retaliation from the warden and he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if all of us go around being fearful of retaliation, we allow the abusers to continue. And when we stand up to those abusers and say, I'm not going to be intimidated, wrong is wrong. Accountability is accountability. And it doesn't matter who I know or, or who you know, may jeopardize me. I have to stand up for what is right. And, right. and that right. is where you know, I'm hoping that the court system right now will look at what is wrong and stand up for your rights as a well, free citizen of the US. I have to say that uh, I think uh, the judge is uh, capable She's handled uh, issues uh, like this, I feel like, and she's just, uh, she's very uh, cautious. Right. She just really looks at everything and, you know, makes sure, you know, she's uh, researched all the case law and all of that. So I'm confident, you know, she's going to, uh, rule the right way right yeah and, and see what they're doing you know pointing mm-hmm. fingers at each other hoping to cancel each other out right. you know and and you know obviously intelligent enough to be a judge and as you said she's cautious so oh, it just yes. maybe that she is because of this finger pointing from both of them um that th- it has to be come at it from a different way but you know as you said wrong is wrong you know, right yeah. is right. And, and so f- it most certainly is something that now has to be addressed. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we will share this out far and wide. And thank you for sharing your story. You know, because for, for people out there that are going through this, there are so many people that are too scared to stand up. They're too scared for the retaliation. There's also that shame thing you've got nothing to be ashamed of you did nothing wrong uh and there's no shame that is on your shoulders whatsoever the shame is on them and anybody that backs and protects them because this is wrong you want people to get out there and jeopardize their own lives and work in systems that is placing their life in vulnerability and now you're making them extra vulnerable by feeling they don't have anybody's you know nobody's got your back so yes i do pray that your your case comes to fruition and that the accountability is accounted for and that this thing goes out as a warning to everyone else you do not brush somebody under the table because it's embarrassing or you don't want to know about it you stand up for your employees and you don't allow somebody just to get rid of someone because he doesn't like them anymore um, you know, that's, yeah, you are fired. I'm sorry. It's not acceptable <laughs> at all. You know, there has to be justification. So for people who may want to reach out to you and, and talk to you or know more you know, about this, um, what email would you like to give love? Okay. They can use uh, Jody, J-O-D-Y underscore Kilgore, K-I-L-G-O-R-E at yahoo.com. Okay, and we'll have this up here. um, You're a courageous, strong woman. And and I know at times you don't feel that. You feel vulnerable and you feel let down by everyone. And like, it's kind of, you know, I was watching a show on on the Salem Witches, you know, two hysterical girls with fantasies and, and 17 people hung, you know, innocently because of the hysteria. And, you know hysteria or completely wrongfully accusing someone and then the oh no no it didn't happen no it didn't happen is just not acceptable in today's day and age and uh you know i i really do pray that your case not only you know wins that your friend's case wins and that it does become that case of accountability to everyone else and saying this is just not acceptable anywhere and that women have rights yeah they have rights I'd like to add uh, one more, you know, little uh, thing. Uh, You know, before, you know, the warden was always, you know, friendly, uh, you know, talkative, you know, laughing. He'd he'd wink at me and, you know, just uh, friendly. 
And after I said no, all of that uh, changed. Mm -hmm. He he avoided me. Um, if I would sing, you know, his uh, demeanor just wasn't the way that it was yeah. uh, previously. Yeah. So um, I'm afraid there are some men who just their egos are so vulnerable they cannot take rejection. They yeah. take it personally um, mm -hmm. instead of respectfully. And uh, clearly, you know, his ego was, was um, you know, damaged by your rejection. <laughs> and, uh, oh. you know, that retaliation came up and it's, it's like that's his issue to deal with. Uh, mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be an issue that's cost you what it's cost you. And, um, wow. you know, again, so acceptable. I'm sorry, we are in an age where men and women are equal. We've always been equal and we will be treated with respect. And if you wish to be treated with respect, it's respect all along the line. Nobody has that hierarchy to pull that, um, that sexual prowess over there. I am man, so I can do anything I want. Not acceptable. No, right, no, right. no, the caveman hitting you over the head and dragging you by the hair. Those days are over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I really do pray that your case does come to fruition because it's, as I said, it's not just you and an end of a chapter for you and justification. Um, obviously, then it helps your friend's case, but it's also just letting everybody know that women count that there is somebody looking out for you, that there's somebody there to protect you and that this whole behavior uh, from the warden and the whole system trying to hide, cover up behind it and also the place that you work for is just so completely morally wrong. So uh, please do keep in touch to, of uh, what does happen and we, okay, we are fighting you. for you. We really okay, are. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to everyone else out there that may be facing a challenge and you feel that you don't have a voice, you feel it's been suppressed, may you be inspired by Joanne's uh, journey here of, of standing up for herself, of fighting this fight, even though she feels like it's, you know, throwing a snowball, you know, in, in, in a snow blizzard. You know, it's that diligence to stay with it, to, to fight the good fight and to hold people accountable for the wrongs is something that you know, we, we all can do. And if you've got something on your own plate right now where you feel you've been wronged and nobody wants to hear you, speak out, speak out to someone and don't let people push you around. We are not accepting bullies anymore. And we've got to understand a bullier is somebody that's insecure in their own lives, but that's their issue. They must deal with it and they must not impose it upon us. Um, so, to everyone out there fighting the good fight, that strength and love with you and may your day come and may your day come, Joanne, where you are triumphant. Thank you. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.